Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Because we ain't losing. And if it ain't, and if we didn't win, it ain't over. Oh, you don't want to hear that. If I didn't win, it ain't over yet. Oh, I'm going to throw something. Did you hear what I just said? If I didn't win and you didn't win, it ain't over yet. I'm going to aggravate the devil. I'm going to, ah. Uh, you better aggravate the devil. Some of you are too soft. Little soft Christians. I was talking to the guy. He's like, you want to go here? I said, they got real devils over there. Yeah, let's go. Hello? I, I, I get mad when I get out of the light. I don't know. I'm getting a tan, though. I'm kind of like, tanning season's coming, so I got to stay in the light. So, are you here? Come on, man. Elevate your game, man. If you, if you didn't win yet, it ain't over. I like that. Somebody need to tweet that. You know what I'm saying? That'll make you want to work out harder. You know, man, if I didn't get that yet, I am not done with it. Come on. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't win, it ain't over. Just tell them, well, you, know, you know, like when they say, oh, the game's over? I say, nah, nah, we're going to extra innings. I haven't won yet. Whew. I'm talking about it. Amen? Glory to God. So here's, write this down. How do you feel hopeful when you feel hopeless? Now, I want to explain this because I want, I want to really kind of like almost preface this because I think what can happen if you're not careful is you say, I feel hopeful. What I'm trying to say is this. You got promises. You know, you got kids you want to see in God. You got, you know, health stuff. You want victory. Sometimes what happens is in your journey with God, it doesn't always simply work out the way we think it's going to work out, even though it's going to work out. And if you're not careful, you could almost feel like, man, is this stuff working? And if you're not really paying attention, you get a little like hopeless in certain things. You feel like, man, is this ever going to happen? Is that kid ever going to serve God? Is that thing ever going to happen? Is there ever going to be this family restoration? Is there ever going to be that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Man, I've been battling with this health thing for so long, or I've been battling with this financial thing, or we've been battling with a family thing. But there's something that seems like, man, sometimes it's taking a lot of time. Can I still be hopeful? And I really felt like God told me this for you guys, and I liked it. He said this. He said, let hope become your identity link. Because hope is joyful anticipation with confident expectation. And if you're not careful, you'll identify with the wrong things, even though God has given you identification points to change your life. Is that okay? So what happens is, there's a lot of areas of our life that when we're walking through things, if we're not careful, it'll take our conscience off of where we need to keep our identity, and now all of a sudden we lose our identity link, and hope is the tool that you use to stay connected. How am I supposed to say confident expectation when I don't see anything happening? How do I stay confidently expecting when it looks like it's getting worse, it's not getting better? How can I stay confidently expecting God? That's what hope is. Faith is now. Faith is a belief. Hope is confident expectation with joyful anticipation. That means uh, uh, hope is a force, okay? But if you lose the force of hope in sometimes the seasons you're in, you become hopeless, man. Hope comes from the Word of God. So if you're not careful, what will happen is the enemy kind of pushes you a little bit 
and when he pushes you a little bit, instead of you, instead of you responding in the right manner, we respond wrong because we step out of our identity and now we're playing in a playing field you don't want to be in. Because you got to keep the enemy in the arena of faith. You do not want to get in a natural reason with that joker. He's crazy. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to allow your identification process to go through right. So here's what I want you to see. The Bible says this. If you go with me, your identification must be found in Christ. Always. I'm going to explain it. Go look at Romans 8, 1 and 2. When you see this today, it's going to change your life. I'm telling you this. It was really strong this morning. It's really good teaching stuff. Because here's what happens. It's not whether God did it or not. God's already finished it. The question is, can you stay in the right law of faith and not get into the law of doubt and unbelief? It's done. Here's what he's trying to explain in Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. So here's what you've got to realize. There's a flesh response. There's a spiritual response. There's a natural response. There's a God response. Are you here? Okay, now look what he says. For the what? The law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free or set me free from the law of sin and death. Do you got that? Do you understand that? So everybody understands this. The law of the spirit is life in Christ. The law of sin and death is the earth and the curse. You hear? Okay, are you getting this? Everybody understand what I'm saying? So there's two laws. Everybody say two laws. The law of the spirit, law of the flesh. Okay, now slow this down. You cannot operate in the law of the flesh and get the results of the law of the spirit. You cannot operate in the law of the spirit and get the law of the flesh. They're laws, man. So here's the thing. Where are you identifying in your life is going to determine what law you're operating. Your, your identification is the place of faith for you. I'm explaining when you get there, but you got to pull that in. There's no other results in this law. If you're in that one law, you cannot produce the right kind of fruit. If you're in the law of the flesh, you're not going to work. It doesn't work. It's insanity. It can't work. So you cannot be in that law and operate. So I got to be in the law of the spirit. So that's identification. That's where hope is found. The more you identify with the word of God, the, get, the better your life's going to be. You got to stay in Christ. You getting this? Now watch this, because this is what I'm saying. Well, what do you mean the law of the spirit of life in Christ? Well, Christ is in you, and that new law is your ability inside of you that can give you victory over a thing you face. But if I'm in the law of the flesh, I'm bound by my flesh. You see that? So what do you mean flesh, bro? I'm talking about your natural thinking. If you come in and think like, I don't think it'll work. It ain't going to work for you. It can't work for you, and God can't do nothing for you. Oh, I don't like that. I care less what you like. That's the truth. Because he got to have faith in the earth. You know, I had somebody the other day. Look, it was really good. I had this question yesterday, the other day. Well, why does God do all the things he does? God doesn't do jack in the earth that all you people be blaming him for. And I'm not saying you do this. The devil's the God of this world, bro. That's why you see death, destruction. Everyone why does God kill babies? God ain't killing no babies. And this is not an act of God, all this nonsense that goes on. Well, God's powerful. He can do whatever he wants. No, he can't. He cannot just come in the earth as an earth invader without the church's agreement. Yeah, because he, he lost the land lease to the earth when Adam jacked it all up. That's why Adam's transgression was so bad, man. 
And I don't want to pick on Adam because I don't know. My video probably don't look too hot either. But are you with me? Like, and everybody, like, well, the church don't, because the church didn't take its place. And that's why the earth's so jacked up right now. And then you, the church, you better be quiet. Don't say nothing. Man, you better open your mouth and scream the truth because they ain't going to get the truth without you. So does that make sense? So why don't God, because he'd be a liar. See, people don't understand it. God told Adam, you are the ruler and the reigner of earth. I made you like me in the earth. Go rule, go reign. You got dominion, you got power, you got authority. It's you, you the man. You God in the earth, go. Adam jacked it all up. So could God just come back and go, hey, I'm going to change my mind and undo what I told you? That made God a liar. So now he's got to come up with a brand new plan through Jesus Christ to redeem mankind because Adam messed up. He don't have no right in the earth to the land leases up. Why do you think the enemy's going hell-bent with all this craziness? He's trying to speed up time so he can what? Destroy mankind. God's holding it back with mercy and grace. But sooner or later, he's coming. Then the world will be judged. And the church is going to be held accountable for what you didn't want to go preach. That's why I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to scream on that thing. I don't care. I want to globally evangelize the world. Let them know the truth, man. That's the truth. And then God gets this rap like, God did this. God didn't do that. 2 Corinthians 4 says what? The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that don't see. Little g. We got power and authority over him, but the earth don't have power and authority over him. He's manipulating the whole earth. You, the church, got power and authority over it. We got to take our place. Are you seeing this? So now you got to identify with God because if you don't identify with God, you're going to identify with the mess. And the next thing you know, you know what you're going to do? You're going, to be compromising your, you're going to be compromising your position of identity. So hope gives me confident expectation to say, I don't care what's going on. I know what the Bible says. Here's what it says. So I'm going to give you four places that I really felt God dropped in my heart. You've got to start properly identifying. Is that okay? But look at Ephesians 4.20 first. Because you've got to learn Christ. If so be, you learned about him. You changed the way you walk and talk. This is a reprogramming. Is that Okay. You have to reprogram your life. Ephesians 4.20 says this, if, if you've learned Christ. Does that make sense? But if you've heard him, but you have not so learned Christ. That's kind of weird. What he's saying is this, if you knew who Jesus was, this is what you do. If so be that you heard him and have been taught by him, Jesus, as the truth is in Jesus, you would what? Look at verse 20. You'd put off concerning the former conversation. The old man, which is corrupt, according to deceitful lust. See what he's saying? Now, lust ain't all craziness. What lust is is this. You're desiring something more than God. Said, put off the old man and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see that? That's your job. Is that okay? You got that? So here's the four places. Write them down. Number one, number one, write this down. This will help you. Identify with God's word and not your words. You got to identify. Everybody say, identify. With God's words and not your words. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'm like, I got an opinion. Well, lose your opinion and say what God says about a matter. Is that okay? Now, how many times does this happen when we face stuff? A lot. Right? Look what John says. John 1.14 in the Amplified Classic. I like it. I'll give him a minute to get there. So now what does God's word say and what does my word say? Are you here? You know what I'm saying? How many times do you have a difference of opinion than what God said? A lot. You have to surrender your opinion and elevate God's opinion. Is that okay? 
Now, this is simple. Sounds simple. We'll wait, wait till pressure shows up, and then we'll see how simple it is. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay in this place of faith. Look what it says in first, that, that John 1, 4. But as many as did receive and what? And welcome him. He gave authority and power and privilege right to become the children of God. That is in those who believe and adhere to. Trust and rely on his name. See that? Are you? That's the word. His flesh. The Bible says, and the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. What's that mean? Jesus was a walking, living word. You got to become a walking, living word. Not my opinion. What's the word say? The Word of God becomes the final authority of your life. Now, when the Word of God becomes your final authority of life, what the doctor says, you're going to be like, I know, bro, but I got one law and the other law. I got to make a choice. You know, you go in your, you, I got to come up with how much money? You're going in your pocket like, dang. What law are you going to work? The law not enough or the law more than enough? See, that's why it's easy for you to locate. That's why I tell you about this stuff. Doctor says this, you got to say, hey, no, nah, man, I understand. Thanks, doc, but. They tell you that, but. Come on, man, you see what I'm saying? Sooner or later, the Word of God has to elevate above the Word that you have within you, and until then, your identification's off. And you're operating in a law that cannot produce until you surrender your own opinion and take God's, what, truth for your truth. And that's it. Otherwise, nothing changes because you're in the law. So if I'm in the law of spirit and life, I'm winning. But if I'm in the law of flesh, I can't flip this thing. And the Word of God divides and shows me where to line up. Seems simple, but I got to properly identify because where is hope found? Hope is found in my rightful identification. Otherwise, the thing looks hopeless. What you going to do with this? Believe God. Well, this is, this is hopeless. Well, no, you don't understand. I found hope in the Word, bro. So it might look hopeless to you, but I know who to hope in. The Word of God. The elevation must be in the Word of God. You see that? You better pull that in, man. You got to pull it in. Check this out. You ready for this? Watch this. I know you all thinking in here, but I must learn to identify with God's voice. Write that down. That's a big one. Number two, I must identify with God's voice and not my voice. Well, it sounds like that's the word in the word. No, his voice is what he spoke to you. His word is what he wrote to you. Now, this one will get you, right? What did God say to you? Oh, man, there's some stuff God said to you. How about these things God said to you? Said to you, gave you that problem. I went to you church and I was in there running around one day and God called me to the ministry. Well, that's God's word to you. That was his voice. You heard his word. Come on. How many times, right? I got this ministry or I'm going to be an end time financer of the, the kingdom. And I don't know what God told to you, right? I'm going to be uh, a preacher or I'm going to be this. Or how about this? What did God speak to you and your family? That kid's going to serve God all the days of life. About, I don't know what it is. Oh, we're going to do this. or we're gonna, How about that business God gave you? Hello? What did God speak to you? How many times when pressure shows up, do you lose identification with God said and sometimes second guess because time is trying to tell you something different than what God's voice spoke to you? You know it's true. Look what it says in here. I like this Psalm 1. I'm sorry, Psalm 29, 1. 
Oh, I like the first one. I like one and three. So those are the ones we're going to read. They speak to me. Amen. Proclaim his majesty, all you mighty champions, you sons of the almighty, giving all glory and strength back to God. Come on, man. What did he say? You're a champion. You're a mighty champion. Look at verse three. The voice of the Lord echoes through the skies and the seas. The glory of God reigns as he thunders in the clouds. So powerful is his voice, so brilliant and bright, how majestic as he thunders over the great waters. God's voice, man. Have you ever thought about that? Now, like sometimes when pressure shows up, you know, God spoke to you, and now what he spoke to you seems like time, it seems like problems, it seems like no change circumstances, it seems like Nothing, I didn't get, I didn't get the one step closer to this promise. I don't know what's going on. Seems like you start getting dull in what God said. What's going to happen when you go back to what God said? Spoke to you. Hold that thing in the forefront of your eyes and go, that is my, every day I'm going to get up with passion and chase after this thing. I don't care if it's 20 years from now. I'm going to get up. That's the power of focus. Most people, I said this the other day. I said everyone, and this is, you know, you you understand, everyone has the ability to see, but not everybody has the power to focus. You know what I mean? I see a lot of stuff, but can you focus? Can you focus? It ain't easy to focus when it doesn't look like nothing's happening, man. Every day, getting up going, man, how are you going to train like a champion if you think this thing's 20 years away? That's the biggest problem I got with people. That's why I built that app. That is why if you don't have that app, you better get that app today. I'm getting ready to go build a curriculum that I come alongside you, like a 12-week curriculum. When you, you guys, I'll give it to you. But I'm going to go coach you every day. With those affirmations, they're going to build me a set so I can get those affirmations out. Because I don't know, I got to speak into some kind of mic. I don't know. I just said, I just want this done. Get this done. So they're going to do it. So, because I'm not trying to be a smart guy, but I, I got to get this thing in your hands. So now you're going to say what God says about you. You're going to believe what God says about you. You're going to do, and do people that really want to get there, this thing's going to be simple. Just do what I tell you to do. But I got news for you. It ain't easy to get up Monday morning and see the champion in you when it don't look like nothing champion's going on. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It ain't easy to train, man, when you ain't got no goals. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You get some goals in front of you. I got to get there. That's why I can't understand these people in the Olympics. I give them all the credit in the world. How do you get up and train for something four years in your future? Every day like it's reality today. Most people can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's why all my athletes in here, I got one guy to destroy. If I go work out with you guys, man, I've been with these dudes. They, they are crazy. The one time they went, I was like, dude, I thought they were going to leave me. They jumped up there. They're tearing their shirts off. They're jumping up there, doing pull-ups, like 9,000 pull-ups. I'm like, oh, my God. Right? I jumped up, did a couple things. I got dizzy. I'm like, dude, I went outside. I was like, I might pass out. But I was like, these two clowns will leave me in the parking lot for a week. I'm going back inside to pass out, at least in the gym. But I'm, I'm serious. I was like, these dudes are going at it like we're at the World Games. But that's what a champion has. He has a tenacity that if I'm going today, I'm going with everything I got. Are you living that thing in your life spiritually? Or are you just going through the motions of Christianity? Nah, God told us we got a godly marriage and we got to get up every day. And you know what? You make it so I know I told Liz, I said, your life will be, you, I'm going to be so awesome that your life's going to be miserable if I wasn't in it. 
I did. Ask her. She goes, what did you say? I said, because I'm going to be fun. I'm so much fun, and I'm crazy wild, and I just got, I'm just going to, if you even thought about a day not having me in life, you're going to wake up and go, I'd be miserable without you. Praise be to God. I said, good. That's my job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to put everything. My kids, yeah, they like me once in a while, but I want to be, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 nobody listens to their parents, I don't think. I don't know, whatever. Right? I'm like, dude, I'm going to be so up in your stuff, bugging you. He gets so mad at me. I'm like, come kiss me. I'm going to kiss you. You got a beard and all that nasty, and God knows what's going on. He's like, get away from me. I'm chasing around the house. Girls are so much easier. Glory to God. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you say, mind your business. I don't know. I, my house is crazy. Hey, but my God, if you're going to be a dad, man, don't be some deadbeat. Get up every day and be everything that kid needs. Go for it, man. Be a bug. Be a pest. If you're going to be a husband, be the best. If you're going to be a wife. Be, people wake up humdrum life. Ho-hum this. Bump all that mess. Get up every day like it's a privilege, man. And give everything you got. Why? Because I heard something from heaven. Fight for it. Oh, you know, we got a marriage, but, you know, we don't, we don't really care. I don't even like her. He don't like me. We don't like one another. We just staying together for the kids. Oh, you got a real great thing going on there, man. It's a real joy. Did you come to Art of Love? No, I don't even know Art of Love. You got to work at everything, man. Okay, let's move on. How about that business? That thing's a weapon in the kingdom for heaven. You're just going through the motions at work. And don't be the lazy guy at work. I just work a job. I'm just a job worker. Which means you're just a job worker. You go to work, be early, stay late. Me and James had that conversation. I don't know where James went. I told James one time, I said, you want to get a promotion at work? He thought I was kidding. I gave him four things. I wrote them down. I said, did you get a promotion? There he is. We were laughing. Remember that? He didn't get the, he come back. He said, I didn't get the promotion. I said, oh my God, this works all the time. A couple months later, he got the promotion. He did. He'll tell you. I said, you didn't get it right away? He said, no. I said, you sat with the guy. I didn't get this. That's weird. He said, later on, and he got it. Problem solved, man. Be there early. Stay late. Say whatever you are. Walk in the office. I sold, I had this, I had this customer one time. I went in. I was a kid. You know, I didn't know nothing. Right? And I walked in. And this guy was a, uh, he was a, um, he was a bank manager, but he had like, I don't know, 14, 15 branches, whatever he had. And I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know I was answering the question. I went in, I was like 21 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. I said, this is all I could tell you, sir. He said, what's that? I said, you will never call me a day in your life with a problem. I will do everything I said I'll do. And you will never have to pick up the phone and call me and say, what happened? I didn't realize that was problem solving. He said, you got all 14 branches. Take care of them. I said, you got it, sir. I left there. I thought I was hit the jackpot. I was like, well, that's all you got to tell these people is, yeah, you know why? Because now I understand when your phone rings all day, you don't want problem people showing up trying to take care of your stuff. I got enough stuff on my plate. I don't need to call you for stupid stuff. Do what you said you can do. You go be a problem solver at work, they will promote you. They'll pay you more money. And here's a new one, right? Because, right, what do we do? We went in there. I thought of you now. He went in there and said, I need more. They said, we cannot afford to lose you. You're too valuable. What do you want? Because the guy might not have the margin to pay you on his own. But if you become not manipulative, not that, you just, I got to put food on my table, bro. Trust me, you're making him enough money, right? I need to go up. Man, you know what you do with that guy? Boom, boom, boom. You'll take out of your own pocket. Why? Because he don't bother me. My phone don't ring. Are you getting this? Life skills. Yeah. Do them. Because number three, watch this. Once you got a wrong image, you got problems. 
You have to identify with God's image. And you know, I, I'm, I'm so, I was picking on myself. I was like, man, you know what? You can get lean, but bro, that stuff on the side, that's the devil, man. Where does this stuff on the side come from? They told me you could like suck it out, freeze it out. I don't care. Just get it out, man. I don't care what you do. You got to get so clean with your diet, right? And all the girls know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all know like your hair got to be right. It is got to be right. Y'all in the mirror like, you know, doing all that stuff you do. God bless you, right? I'm doing it too. I'm like, man, I'm in there. And I'm like, well, how you get rid of that, bro? You know, right? We're image conscious. Everywhere we go, right? Got to look like this. Got to look like that. Got to have like that. And don't say you don't believe it. Y'all lying. You know, and all the guys go, yeah, right? How many times she asked you, how does this look? It looks great. It looks great. I love it. It looks beautiful. You look beautiful. You're just telling me that. You didn't even look. What do you want me to do? Like get a tape measure and like measure you? You look great. You always think that. Okay, well, don't ask me no more. What do you want me to tell you? You know what I'm saying? Does this look good? That look good? That look good? I go in there, man. I don't know. I'm just doing the best I can. Trust me, right? Now I got, I had, at one time I had three of them. It was like, for, oh, is this good? Is that good? Is that good? Is this good? Is this good? Is that good? Yeah, it's all good. Everybody looks good. Everybody just be on time. How about that? That's all I need, okay? Everybody looks great. How much earlier do we have to start this project so we can be on time? That's all I really need to know. Forget about time, right? Do we look? I get it. But we're image conscious. Guys, we're the same way. It's image, image, image. Look what you got there. In 126, he said, I made you in my image and my likeness. When you got what? When you lose your image identity, guess what you do? You live beneath the system that God gave you. What do I mean Image. How many of you know we have an Everybody, my house does not look like the Waltons. I don't know about you, but you know what I mean? Good night, John boy. That ain't happening in my house. Shut up. I don't like you. Bam. Wah, fighting, arguing, screaming. I'm like, oh, my God. I had to go see the Christian counselor for my sanity, bro. I went in there. I said, look, dude, one day I, he comes here on Tuesday. Bobby's great. I said, dude, look. I said, bro, this house is psych whacked. He comes home telling her stuff. She's doing this. Key, I, so, I was so shy. I had to ask. I said, bro, am I doing good? He goes, he, I told him one of the stories that was going on in the house. I cannot repeat this in public. It was that bad. I was like, he's saying this, and then she's asking questions, and this is how I said, bump it. I'm just going to hit it right in the head. I had the whole house on standing room only, and I spit it all out. I said, this is this, and that's that, and this is this, this, that, that. And Jesus is like, oh, my God. And the whole place is going nuts. And I went to the Christian counselor. I said, am I normal? He goes, bro, I love it. That's what you got to do. You got to let these kids know. If they don't learn it at home, they're going to learn it on the street. You better keep dishing out. I was like, okay, so I'm not. So let's, let's get clarification. I was like, wait, wait, let me get my phone. Repeat, say this on speaker. Right. Am I destroying my kids and my house, my wife, my family? No, you're doing great. I felt like recording it because sometimes you feel like you're losing it. Hello? They come home with stuff. It's like, nobody told you this stuff. There's no manual when you bring that little joker home from the hospital. And then they go to school and they come back. And then, oh, my God. And I go, oh, my God. And then I go, why do you got to bring this stuff up? Whatever, I got to deal with it. Why? Because think of this. There's an image of God that we got to get clear because everything in this world is trying to rob you of your godly identity. And if you allow the perversion of the earth to come in and don't clarify all this stuff, it'll create deception in your family, and they won't even know it. Because everything that God made is great, but everything the earth did was try to pervert it and twist it. That's why you got the problem you got. You see this? Are you with me today? Are you pulling this in? What's the image say? God made you in his image. God made you in his likeness. God made you just like him. What's the fight for? But watch this. You ready? This is what it's for. Healing has an image. Somebody in here has got like a little pain. 
Somebody might over here got a little leg thing. Somebody might over there. But somebody in here is in a life and death battle to live. How many know healing speaks a lot of different images in this room to a lot of different people? So what do you got to do? You got to get the proper image. You know what I'm saying? You might have like a little, hey man, I banged my foot, it hurts for a little bit, I kind of feel it when I walk, but it ain't that big a deal. Somebody in here is fighting for their life. So what's the image look like to you that you have to grab a hold of? Because the image I'm feeling right now or seeing right now is not the image of healing, what it looks like. That's why I tell you money's easy because somebody in here, 50 bucks is a stretch right now. I got to have that 50 to make it. Guess what? That's a big thing. Somebody in here needs 50 grand to make it. It's all different to everybody. It's an image. What does prosperity look like to you? What does healing look like to you? What does a good marriage look like? I came out of psychotic. Maybe some of you is like, these people, I, had, I don't even want to tell you what I had this week call up. It was like, no, it was bad, man. It was like, I'm like, you could have died, bro. And it's like, yeah, this thing is not good. Thank God it, it worked out. But I was like, this is not good. Some people are living in God only knows what. You might just be like, hey, we just got some strife in the house. Guess what? You got to get the right image of what this looks like and then fight for it and then shut down all those other images. Because what starts happening once you start having problems, you start getting a wrong image in your life. Well, I could live without you. That's a lie from hell. So you got to keep the right image. I don't need this. I don't need to be, I just, I, I, I don't even need to have all this stuff. I just don't want to have, nah, come on. We're not going to live that low level image. Let's live the best life in Christ. Number four, here's a big one. Check this one out. This one's huge. I like this. How many know this? You got to identify with God's character, not my character ways. That's a good one too, ain't it? Come on, right? Come on, man. Telling the truth, right? How many know God's character is different than my character? Come on, you said that a little emphatic right there, right? Hey, how many you know? No, think about this, right? Because it's, it's identity. Identity. What do we say? Hope is the help of my identification. Okay? Because this is important. Because how do we start this thing, right? That if I lose hope, I'm not going to identify it. My identity link must be hope. That means that I'm growing in my character. I'm growing in my grace. I'm growing in this place. But what happens when we lose identity? When you lose identity, you open up this new law. You got to stay in Christ. Don't come out of Christ. Nathan, can I bother you for a minute? Come here. He's big. Aaron, you were Jesus this morning. Nathan's going to be Jesus. Come here. Okay, because you're, you're tall. Say right here. Turn around. You're Jesus. Okay? Say, I'm almost dwarfed with this guy. Right? So he's Jesus. I did this at nine. I used Aaron. He's Jesus. Now he's, I can't, you know, if you play Jesus twice in one day, you might get a big head. Right? So... He's Jesus, right? And he's, he's defending me, okay? He's got me. The Bible says I'm in Christ. So if I stay behind him, I go, all right, cool. And the devil's like, hey, come out. I'm like, no. He's like, come, come. no, I ain't, I'm saying in the arena of faith. Because as long as I stay in Christ, he's Christ right now. As long as Chris stays in Christ, we got it. When I get out ahead of this guy, I'm taking shots I've been never made to take. Stay in the word. Saying it, nah, bro, come out. No, nah. uh, he said I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I ain't coming out. This is how I lived high school. Because I was going to get beat up. I was like, nah, I'm with him. Hey, yeah, bro. <laughs> I went to a trade school. That place was like a loony bin. Trade school in New Jersey is like three steps away from prison. Serious. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm scared. Right? So, so he, he's here. In, in this representation, but you get the picture. Come out. No, I'm not saying, I'm not coming out of that word. And then it's like, all right, all right, all right, I can't get you out of the word. You can forget about that dream that God gave you, who you think you are. Nah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm just hanging. When's it coming to pass? I don't know. I don't care, but God said it. Can he do it? Won't he do it? What's the enemy saying? Come out. So now he's taking hits. Darts are flying, man. Arrows are coming at my mind. Thoughts, ideas, suggest. They're trying to go. But I got the mind of Christ. I ain't going in my own arena thinking. I got the weapons of my warfare not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strength. I got the weapon of my warfare is my mouth. I got the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts and the wicked. You bring everything you got. I'm not coming out of him. Oh, that ain't you. Oh, yeah, it is. Because the image said that I'm in him living, moving, having my being. And what? Move out of the character. Pressure is trying to force you to come out of the character of God. So it's hitting. And I'm like, nah. I might not be perfect at walking in love, but I'm getting better. I might, I might, I might. I, hey, you know what? I used to get mad for a week. Now I only get mad for a day. I'm getting better. I used to hold a grudge for a lifetime. Now I'll let you off the hook in about six months. Come on. No. Come on. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you see it? Don't come out of that thing. Thank you. He said, stay in Christ. If you learn Christ, if you knew Christ, don't come out. So everything's screaming at you, right? Oh, what's the first thing the enemy tells you when you have a bad day? Right? He's like, oh, look at you. What kind of Christian are you? You a cussing Christian. Oh, be quiet. God's bigger than you cuss. Come on. Oh, you a jacked up Christian. Nah, you ain't. My position has nothing to do with my character. My position should be changing my character, but my character does not create my position. See that? Nobody wants to hear that. The religion hates that. What he say? I'm going to say it again. And all you people are like, oh, that's crazy teaching. No, no, it's Bible teaching. When you discover your position, your character will become awesome. But if your awesomeness is found in your character to change your position, we got problems. Once you elevate your game to the right image, you will have the right thing. So look what it says here, and I'm going to let you go. Come on. Look at this. Are you liking this? Because here's the thing. What law are you stuck in? Now, you got to realize this. If you're in one law, law of the spirit, law of the flesh, law of the spirit, law of the flesh. Okay, so let's just say the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two as a sword, divine and son, the soul of spirit. If you say, right now, I got the greatest health challenge in front of me I've ever seen before, right? Just say that's your deal. When the healing scripture comes down, boom, make a choice. Which law are you going to operate in? Did you get that? Bill, you got it? See it? What's this mean? What are you going to choose? But the doctor said, I know what the doctor said. We like doctors. I got buddies of mine are doctors. I love them. They're great guys. But what I got to do? Nah, I believe by stripes I'm healed. What law did I just operate in, guys? Spirit and life. What happens if I go like this? Nah, I don't think it can work. Sin and death, it's a law. That means I'm trapped until I get into faith to get out. See it? So what you do is this. This is what I do. You want me to give you a secret? Just say what God says. Even if you can't understand it, believe it for a minute. Just say what God says. Your faith will catch up. Your faith will catch up to your confession. Just don't say nothing different or contrary to the word of God. I'm going to live and not die. <laughs> Come on, you see it? So just say it. Why? Because I'm a law. I don't want to get stuck in the wrong law. If you get stuck in the wrong law, there's no way out. Just say what God says and then don't let your mouth say nothing different. Just say, keep saying what God says until faith arises. It'll come. See it? Look right here. We're done. Come on, you're doing good? Come on, you got this? Here it is, ready? Galatians 5. Woohoo! Look at this. So 
22. I love this. But the fruit of the produced by the Holy Spirit within you is what? Come on. What is it? Divine what? Are you reading this? But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is what? Divine love. Show up tonight and tell your, tell your wife you got divine love for her. Tell your husband you, you, you're, you got divine love. That ain't your human love. Human love, man, let me tell you about human love. It's selfish. You didn't know human love is selfish? Human love is like, what you do for me? Divine love is what can I do for you? Divine love is what I do what's most beneficial for the recipient, not what's most beneficial for me. What's your life going to look like when you get up and start loving like that? That means you get up tomorrow and go, what, what does this? This is what love does. What's most beneficial for the recipient. So that means you love her. And I'm not picking on you because I know you're a good husband. But you love her the way she wants to be loved, not the way you want to love. That's sacrifice. Both ways. Because I mean, you know, I'm a baby, man. I need, like, I, I need more attention than all the kids. And the dog. The dog's getting way too much love. That new joker stole the scene now. She's like, she gets up the other morning. She's like, hello, handsome. How are you? I was like, you didn't say that to me this morning. I was like, what's this junk? Oh, joker, I'm getting jealous. I'm about ready to put him out in the backyard. Get in the backyard, dude. Come on. I'm not going to do it. Come on. You know he's got my spot. That's my dude. Right? But are you here? Are you getting this? Well, I'm going to love you the way I feel like loving you. No, you got to love her the way she receives love. Okay, there you are. We're, my character's developed. You wouldn't even start. Come on. We got to learn this stuff, right? It's what? Joy that what? Overflows. How many got joy that's overflowing? A lot of you need to tell your face you got that kind of joy that overflows. You don't look like you've been sucking on lemons, man. You ain't got no joy face. Fix your face, man. Some of you got that mirror, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, did you wake up grumpy? I said, nah, sometimes I let her sleep. Peace. 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 That's funny, man. You could die. She ain't here to defend herself, and don't none of you snitch. Come on. Peace. Peace. You know I love her. Peace that subdues. You got peace that subdues? I got peace that only lasts so long and pours gasoline on fires. <laughs> you have subduing peace? You're lying, bro. That means when you're in a fight, you know, like, uh, okay, not a fight. We don't call it fighting in a church. When you're having a heated exchange of non-agreement, right? And you're like, oh, okay, let me subdue the situation. Not me, dude. I'm like the guy with the blowtorch. Like, Let's just light the whole place up and go. No, that means you're a peacekeeper, right? And here it is. Roxy, it's coming. Come on. Kindness in action. I'm kind, but it doesn't usually elevate to action. Oh, God. I have faith that prevails. I have gentleness of heart. I am strength of the spirit. And what? Never set. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Never what? Read that. Set the law above these qualities. Here he talks about a law. You got that? You pulling that in? Well, what law is that? Obviously, it's not the law of the spirit. Don't put another law above these laws. These are laws, the fruit of the Spirit. So no matter what it looks like, love anyway. No matter what, have the joy. No matter what, never put or set the law above these qualities. For they what? Watch this. Are what? Limitless. 
you got limitless ability. Stay in the system. And here's the deal. I know what happens. Nobody else in the house is doing it. Come on, man. Be a pioneer. Come on. You be the pioneer. So when they look at you, man, the kids even tell me what I'm doing good. They're like, no, nah, daddy, you've been doing really good. You know what I mean? Because they're little snitches. You know, they're like, you know, so the other day I said, I've been doing good. They're like, you're doing really good. You're doing really good. Because like, they all wear me out. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I snap. Glory to God. You know? Like, not crazy, but I was just like, what is that? What now? You know, usually like 1030 at night, they all want to go bonkers at the same time. I'm like, can you just all go to bed? No, they bounce off the wall. It gets, it gets better, I, I think. I don't know. It's, I need therapy. So, and I, just know this. Stay in the law of the Spirit and overcome and walk in victory. Amen? Come on. Close your eyes. Today's great. I want to pray for you. As I go, just remember this. I promise you this. If you can walk and operate in this law, it's going to change your life forever. Father, I just thank you for each and every person. I thank you, Lord. You're leading them. You're guiding them. You're helping them. God, let us walk in our identity and let us never allow our identity to be robbed by the enemy. Our identification is found in you. And let us walk in it and fulfill everything you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.